Hey guys, I'm Shalvari. And it's me, Sumana. And welcome to Criminal Vortex. Yay! You're back. So long. It's been so long. It's been a month long, dude. 19th April was our last episode. What are we doing? <laughs> it's oh. been a long day. I'm not going to sing it because it's copyright. <laughs> This is definitely staying in though. <laughs> Oh no, I've yes. screwed myself, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> But we've missed you guys so much. So freaking much. It's just, you know, college life isn't letting us record on time. You've heard this in every single episode till now. <laughs> But it's true. Every time I look at my mic, I feel like it's judging me at this point. Now I'm like, I'm sorry. And it's like... स्टेड maybe people just don't have the energy to come all the way back or they've just forgotten about us <laughs> yeah they just like they, they just did, didn't bother to come back and like oh these guys don't post anymore let us start <laughs> i don't think i don't think they're doing that but um if you have that much time in your hand then wow thanks for not doing that exactly you guys you know are amazing no see see in one of the episodes i said that we'd give them two episodes in one week but this time we're definitely giving you guys two episodes in one week because i have nothing else to do <laughs> dude the, the reason that we said that was because <clears throat> i was in campus and i thought oh my god this is the best day of my life like we are going to be doing so much together and mm-hmm. i'm in campus now i can record whenever i want we could like record at 4 in the morning for all i care nobody gives a shit but then <laughs> right after i said that they were like excuse me guys pack up and go home so yeah now i'm at home <laughs> my college hasn't Kuru. started offline yet and i don't see it getting off like starting offline anytime soon so you know what i'm still at home and i think i'd be able to do a podcast when i'm at home much better than on campus so you know what let's it's, it's fine and it's this is going to be a long intro bear with us we've missed you so yeah we're just emotional very very emotional <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay okay so today let's like you know what let's keep the intro 3 minutes long only <laughs> Let's not annoy the. You're amazing. You're yes, amazing. Yes, yes, it's, it's genuinely, genuinely. Day. I am genuinely so grateful. I I can't. <laughs> stop! Stop stalling. Tell me the story, please. No. <laughs> Now you tell. Dude, no. <laughs> you can't do this to me. This is just straight up unfair. <laughs> so so so. Today's case is. Uh, me centric shalvari centric um so sumana doesn't know i mean she knows what the case is about like she knows the case name the basic storyline but i'm going to be telling her a story she's one of you guys you know like another listener um so today's case is going to be the story of michelle carter and conrad roy now uh, like the way i want to go about this about this is um i'll first talk about the story give you the storyline and then we'll talk about like our thoughts 
on this because, dude, I have a lot of thoughts. Like, a lot, a lot. <laughs> and yes. I, like... I can assure you she does have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> a lot. Because the thing is, every single time that I come across this case, like, I've, like, uh, the first time I heard it, I had, like, a couple of, like, uh, like different views. And then the second time that I went through it, and now the third time researching it, every single time I have a different take on it. So I do not know what I'm going to say <laughs> when I'm recording. It could be completely different than, you know, what I've told my friends or like what I've told anybody else, you know. So I'm excited now. Much excited. It's it's a very interesting case. It will make you think. Um, and it's pretty famous, too. So you guys have probably heard about it. Um, so let's 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 get into it. Now, Conrad Henry Roy III was born on September 12th, 1995. And our second character, uh, Michelle Carter, was born August 11, 1996. She's a year younger to Conrad. Now, Conrad's loved ones used to call him Coco. It's like the most wholesome thing ever. Coco. That's like, oh, too good. Now, he grew up in uh, Mattaposset, Massachusetts, which is a small coastal town, like somewhere near Boston. Uh, I have zero idea about the US geography, so bear with me. Uh, So now what happened was he was a very uh, mentally unstable. I don't know if that's the right word, a mentally unstable person. Um, He struggled with a lot of social anxiety and depression. And when he was 17, he overdosed on acetaminophen. He, like, he went, he took those pills. And then he called up a friend. Because his mom wasn't at home. So he calls up a friend and says, please call my mom. And then his mom comes and um, takes him to the hospital. Now, the th- <laughs> and, you know, the thing is, I want you guys to remember that he is suicidal and that he has had he's made attempts before because this is important now his mother says that he felt like he was never heard by professionals and even though he went to a lot of therapists and counselors it wouldn't it didn't really help his uh, mental state as such now what um a few years earlier to this uh, what do you say, attempt of his, he met a girl called Michelle Carter on a vacation in Naples, Florida. Now, Michelle, who uh, Michelle's grandparents were actually friends with Roy's great aunt. So like they lived close by and that's how they met. Now she lived in Plainville, Massachusetts. So, which is, I guess, near, like, like a couple of hours maximum to uh, Mattapuset where Conrad Roy lived. Now, she was like Conrad Roy and, you know, pretty athletic. Both of them were pretty athletic and, you know, popular in school, but was struggling with mental issues. She had really, really bad eating disorders and like anorexia and stuff like that. So both of them had their... Okay, so there was a point where they were talking. I'm like kind of jumping ahead of myself, but uh, bear with me. (laughs) There was a point where they both were talking 
and Michelle kind of romanticizes the idea that they were meant to be together because both of them both of their livers failed at a point because he overdosed right exactly exactly your reaction is my reaction what the hell he... liver failure i've uh-huh. heard of trauma bonding i've never heard <laughs> liver failure bonding liver failure <laughs> bonding oh god why are you guys together oh uh, our livers failed at some point in life and we just decided it was love <laughs> it was love it was love at first liver failure <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Bad jokes, bad jokes. Really bad. It's just like five five feet apart, but like liver failure, right? <laughs> oh. oh, God. No, she was like, because he uh, overdosed on pills, right? So that uh, kind of damaged his liver. And uh, she had anorexia. That damaged her liver. So they were like, meant to be, bro. <laughs> and it's kind of difficult I, to this is so sad like it's I'm, very I'm sad dude and you, bear with sad. me please because i have been through this case i've gone through this case multiple times i've had my very very sad phases now i just want to kind of crack a few jokes here and there <laughs> yeah i'm gonna cry and laugh at the same time <laughs> god <laughs> I'm really sorry if you guys are annoyed by my pop culture references, but they're going to keep happening. Yes, please. Thank you very much. They give me some relief from this sadness. Otherwise, I'm just going to crawl into a hole and cry for like weeks. Same. Me too. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) I can't. I don't think I'd be able to survive having a podcast without us making a few jokes here and there. Because this shit is heavy, dude. (laughs) I mean, when when I think of two people just completely messed up, the only thing that I can think of is uh, the the Netflix series, End of the Effing World. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. But no, it's right. not. Um, it's not this, that bad, but like. Yeah, that, that, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so after the trip to um, Naples, Florida, Roy and Carter struck up a thoroughly modern teenage romance. You know, they were texting and telling each other all of their secrets, saying that they loved each other. But the thing is, even though they lived two hours away, they hardly ever met. Like, they would always text each other saying, oh, let's meet up, you know, this date, this time. But every single time that the date approached, the time appro- uh, like the time came around, one of them would always bail. So I don't know if it was their insecurities or it was their way of kind of uh, distancing themselves from the relationship or making the relationship just be something virtual and not real life because the thing is or when when you make a friend online it doesn't feel real until you you know talk to the person over a call or like or you meet up with that person so maybe it was easier for them to think of the relationship as just something made up types you know because they would confide in each other about the mental illnesses whatever they were going through the relationship ended in 2014 with a suicide and a manslaughter charge against one of them so let's get into it so on july uh, on the 12th of july conrad spent the day with his mother and uh, his two younger sisters he graduated from high school like a month earlier with almost a 4 GPA. He was accepted in a pretty good university, but decided not to go. 
I think his best friend was also going to the university and like his mom was trying to convince him to, you know, take the chance and to go there. And she says that that day on the beach, he seemed to be very distracted by his phone and just wanted to go back to the car, sit and just text. The mother would later realize that the person he wanted to text was Michelle Carter on the other side. And the conversation was about Conrad's plan to commit suicide. Now, now... Yeah, exactly. My God. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna right now. I'm gonna talk about their chats. I'm gonna talk about their texts. Ah, uh, and it's pretty bad. Like it's, it's pretty bad. Okay. <laughs> Not. Uh... So four fourteen that morning, Michelle texted Conrad saying, "You can't think about it. You just have to do it. You said you were gonna do it. Like I don't get why you aren't." To that he replies. I don't get it either. I don't know. Then uh, Michelle texts him saying, so I guess you aren't going to do it then. All that for nothing. I'm just confused. Like you were so ready and determined. Then Conrad replies, I am going to eventually. I really don't know what I'm waiting for, but I have everything lined up. God, this text, God. Uh, Why Why is it like, why are you not dead yet? Uh, exactly it is literally that because i don't want to be like this guy is just like i i swear to god i am trying to be dead (laughs) i'm trying my best dude just 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 be dead bro it's like i i am uh what (laughs) and she's like my god you disappoint me by not being dead it's like one of those friendly texts that you send to your really close friends yeah that you and me like Please, death. Just go die. <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're like, go die, bro. Go die. Yeah. With that face, yes. Yes. And then they're just like, I'm, I swear to God, I'm trying. And then some of them will just straight up be like, back to you, bro. No reverse card. This one is serious and that's what's this so is, disturbing this about is, this the This is disturbing. Whole, whole pack. This is disturbing and this is really sad. Um. Yeah. Okay. So then Michelle texts him saying, no you're not conrad last night was it you kept pushing it off and you say you'll do it but you never do it's always going to be that way if you don't take action you're just making it harder on yourself by pushing it off you just have to do it now he doesn't say anything to that but in the afternoon he replies to her saying i'm determined i'm ready to that she replies good because it's time uh good because it's time babe you know that when you get back from the beach you've got to do it you're ready you're determined it's the best time to do it Wait, she called him babe, and then she said die. Uh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I'm kind of going to. Uh, we will get get into it. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, right. So I'm, I'm huh? very triggered. <laughs> I'm very triggered right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I'm going to latch the demon in for now. Yes. <laughs> so, now after uh, Conrad returns from the beach, he texts her saying, texts Michelle saying, I just don't know how to leave them, you know, them being his family. Uh, Michelle says, you say you're going to go to the store or something. She doesn't realize that he's talking about dying, you know, like how he's supposed to just die and leave his family. 
she thinks he's talking about just you know physically leaving uh, and i'm like child what <laughs> now contract replies saying like i want them to know that i love them to which michelle says they know that's one thing they definitely know you're overthinking and contract says i know i'm overthinking i've been overthinking for a while now and then like a couple of minutes later he says i'm leaving now and michelle says okay you can do this much supportive girlfriend 100% recommend yeah. if if this was so out of context i'd be like what a loving pair so beautiful oh, my lord so pretty i wish <laughs> i had something like that and then you then you just read through it and you're like wait she just told him to go kill himself and he's making sure he does that oh <sighs> my god god now he sent that message at 6:25 p.m. then he told his mother that he was leaving the house to visit a friend and to not expect him home by dinner uh i mean for dinner he made a short drive to a, a like a remote kmart or something i don't really know what a kmart is i'm guessing it's like dmart in india but i don't know i i, I think a kmart is a korean store i have no idea It's basically a grocery store. shop. That's all I know. Yeah, it's a it's a Korean grocery store. Nice. So uh, yeah, they like Kmart, Jmart, and stuff like. Oh really? Japanese. Did not know that. Yeah. yeah I love so at 6:28 p.m. he calls Michelle and they talk for 23 minutes. Uh, 43 minutes. Sorry, he calls Michelle and he they talk for 43 minutes. Then at 7:20. seven uh, twelve she calls him, and that call lasts for forty seven minutes now now, the thing is the plan was for him to get a generator, attach a pipe, and put that pipe in his car, duct tape the whatever sides so that the carbon monoxide gas coming through the pipe wouldn't escape, and he was just supposed to lock himself in the car and just i guess choke to that. So the thing is when he was on call with Michelle the second time the car was getting filled with uh, carbon monoxide now at a point Conrad is literally choking like he's like I can't breathe and he's like I have to leave the car so he leaves the car gets outside Michelle apparently tells him to get back into the car and he does that's messed up now i'll get back to that in just a sec so uh the following day police found roy's body in the truck at the kmart parking lot and a combustion engine next to him he died by carbon monoxide poisoning now the thing is the thing is there is no proof that michelle asked him to go back into the car except for the fact that she texted her friend sam two months after him dying that i told him to go back into the car now i'm going to kind of break it down here very little cuz i'll get into this later when i talk about her and her psychology a little bit the thing is the judge convicts her based on this one text that she sends her friend and there's no proof that she actually did it she she might as well just be saying it to her friend 
to just gain sympathy because that's the kind of person she is. She is your typical attention seeker. And it could have been just to get her friend's sympathy, but it landed her in jail. So, I, I'm telling you, I have such conflicted opinions about this case. I'm so confused. <sighs> but, okay. So now the thing is, in uh, uh, Massachusetts, I guess, or just Boston, if there's an unattended, de- unattended death, the police have to get involved. Like, it doesn't matter if, it's, if, it, if it was a very obvious suicide. Doesn't matter. The police have to get involved. There has to be an investigation. And then they'll rule it as a suicide or whatever. So because of that, they had to take um, Roy's phone into, uh, what do you say? They had to confiscate his phone. So very obviously they went through the text with Michelle. And this is one. This is how one of their conversations went. Uh, Roy texts her saying, how was your day? Carter replies saying, when are you going to do it? Question mark. Dot, 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 smiley face. My day was okay. How was yours? Uh, Roy gives her a very curt reply saying, good. And (laughs) Carter says, really? Question mark. Roy replies, again, one word answer, yes. Very dry. To that, Carter says, that's great. What did you do? Now... (laughs) Then Conrad says, ended up going to work for a, for a little bit and then just looked stuff up. And then Michelle says, when are you going to do it? Stop ignoring the question, question mark, question mark, question mark. And so it's like she's, she keeps bringing it up. Now the thing... <laughs> this is really... messed up when you know that someone is mentally like in a bad place. Because considering um, how things like this work, um, whenever anyone's having these episodes um, or whenever they're in like a phase where Mm -hmm. they're like depressed, Mm -hmm. uh, nothing really makes sense except of what you are constantly overthinking about. So if I'm overthinking about how much uh, someone dislikes me, I'll probably do everything in my power to distance myself from them so it has happened before and i and i swear at times it's just like what's wrong with me but then you know it makes sense because your brain and your body both of them believe that it's good for you and for someone who's not even like it's just a normal mood swing from a daily day Mm -hmm. i can completely um, imagine how bad it would be for someone who's on like a very long stretch of depression so when someone keeps bringing it up repetitively and like makes sure that you don't forget about it you don't get over it things are gonna get out of hand at some point like this is what i think i love this because i'm so sure your view is gonna change like your opinions are gonna change in like a few minutes because once i get into the backstory (laughs) you're gonna be like bro you're taking revenge on me for the Austin Harrow case. I just, I well, just know it. Obviously, obviously, <laughs> dude. At this point, these centric ep- side note. At this point, these centric episodes are just us taking revenge on each other. I've said this before. I'm gonna say this again. <laughs> no, 
the challenge is ever on like you don't even know if it's a gory case the next case is her going to try to gore me out and then if it's gore a psychological case she's going to be like you are not going to sleep for the next 3 days cuz you're going to you're going to be people. thinking about this <laughs> yeah you're going to wake up thinking why did they do this why exactly and it's a, it's a trend now thanks sharvari i like this friendly competition <laughs> now <laughs> Now, the thing is, um, this was a very, very common conversation that Conrad and Michelle had. Because Conrad would very often ask, like very often talk about the met- methods of suicide that he wanted to take up, you know. He'd say that I am confused between hanging, uh, taking pills and drowning or, you know, stuff like that. Like he'd want her opinion on shit like this. So finally he settled on committing suicide via carbon monoxide poisoning. Now he needed a generator that would kind of pump this carbon monoxide I guess, but he didn't have it. So she was like giving him ideas and shit like uh, you can you can um go to go, you can go to work and like, you know, kind of find it there or like get it from some spare parts and repair it or something uh and she said something like this she texted him something like this and to that he replies yeah probably haha and then she texts him saying go get one in all caps so <laughs> okay miss ma'am calm down jeez <laughs> go get one now 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 <laughs> what <laughs> let the man live which apparently you didn't but oh i love how your views are going to change so much nice 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 i nice. know i know you <sighs> like it but uh, i'm just going to let you have a dream it's okay yeah it's okay yeah. <laughs> so, i'm just going with the flow <laughs> yes <laughs> so this continued on like for a week Uh, them just discussing the suicide method and like kind of planning shit out together uh now when roy like when when conrad roy worried for his family michelle would try to calm him down by saying stuff like they will move on for you because they know that's what you would have wanted cringiest shit ever okay smacker cringiest shit ever uh and she follows that with they know you wouldn't want them to be sad and depressed and be angry and guilty they know that you want to live they know that what <laughs> they know you want them to live their lives and be happy so they will for you you're right you need to stop thinking about this and just do it <laughs> this is like the nike tagline but like <laughs> remember shellbuff just standing there at the corner like, just do it just do it It's like that meme, but weird. But like really dark. Oh, also, <laughs> gossip news. Shailabhav is under fire for uh, domestic violence over um, FKA Twigs. Bruh. His former girlfriend, like his ex. Yeah, yeah. she, she, uh, she charged accusations against Damn. him. Yeah. <laughs> I followed FKA Twix for like the longest time. So like I saw that mm-hmm. on her story and I'm like, "What?" 
and then I realized Shalabov is the boy is the boyfriend in question, and then I realized he's the guy from the meme. <laughs> <laughs> Me making mad connections. I should be a, a freaking investigator. FBI hire me. <laughs> yes, please take her away. <laughs> no, don't. I don't want to work with men in black and aliens. I'm too young for that. <laughs> Crackhead energy. <laughs> okay, so let's get into Michelle's backstory a little bit. Now, once like her classmates in her school got to know about all of this. Uh, they had a lot to say about her. They said that in middle school, she was a star athlete, had a lot of friends, and was very good at softball. Um, she was described as chatty, excitable, outgoing, very extroverted, and was even chosen as class clown, class crown, class clown, and most likely to brighten your day. Ironic, cause like. <laughs> Oh, baby, you light up my world like nobody else. That's what Conrad was saying. Yeah. But, <laughs> like... Lit, lit his life up. So, she's... Michelle is described as a very bubbly uh, girl who would crack her classmates up by asking questions in health class that she knew were silly and obvious. She was... Described as very genuine and didn't have any ex- any experience with drugs or alcohol or anything like that. Uh, she apparently made everyone laugh all the time. And it was just overall genuinely funny, sweet girl. But it was also apparent to those who knew her well that she was struggling with some serious issues of her own. And it said that she was very she very well hid her mental health issues her weight apparently fluctuated a lot over time and she'd like uh she'd faint and shit and it was all because of her anorexia and her uh, eating disorder because she would go long periods of time without eating food and then would just um uh have like intense workouts and stuff uh and that really messed her up completely now the thing is the difference between her and uh conrad roy is that she actually was able to get help of some sorts even though he did even though conrad did go to therapists he never thought that anyone could ever understand what he was going through so he had just completely given up on therapy but carter on the other hand she made efforts for her mental health she would visit doctors regularly she and even for for her eating disorder and depression all of it but the thing is now there are three parts to her there is this very funny class clown part of her there is the depressed eating disorder ridden part of her and there is this one part where she romanticizes having a dead boyfriend or like romanticizes death in general. Romeo and Juliet. I'm gonna but come like to that. On a different level. <laughs> but the thing is, she doesn't talk about Romeo and Juliet. Conrad does. So. What? Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
exactly i'm telling you you're going to have a reverse one full 180 i'm just going to shut up cuz like everything yes. that i say is just, wrong just there like oh you you thought. just wait dude <laughs> you thanked you thanked that <laughs> now um the thing is uh michelle's defense attorneys never used her mental health as a defense at all they never talked about her uh, you know issues and that she was struggling on her own to on like she was struggling as well they did not talk about this which i'm very surprised with like how do you not isn't that also important but let's let's get to that when we get to that yeah cuz like most people in general like most cases that we have seen the first thing that the defense does is try and see if the person is mentally stable or not and just go for the insanity plea or something like that exactly now the thing is that right so um let's go back to the time when they just started talking so they had um they met in naples florida and they like completely they hit it off uh they were flirting and shit and she says that carter says that i i knew that he liked me cuz he asked if i had a boyfriend or not uh and i'm like Haha, that's not how you take hints child but okay theek hai <laughs> uh anyway so that just to see which way you swing <laughs> which way you swing <laughs> now right so um right so they they had they hit it off immediately right so they were flirting and stuff uh then they decided to stay in touch with each other i'm not very sure how they stayed in touch maybe it was like sms phones or facebook i'm not sure i think it was facebook anyways wait is this myspace era no no this is 2014 and stuff i mean it was pretty old by then I mean I had heard of Tumblr and MySpace pretty much tab se Tumblr I heard <laughs> of when I was a kid but MySpace I had no idea dude right so they decide to keep in contact and they talk a lot they are but in the beginning they don't really talk about their own issues they talk about everything like they talk about the music that they listen to the books they read you know normal conversation and after a point randomly they start calling each other no no wait I'm sorry going ahead of myself uh so yeah so they talk a lot and then michelle meets this girl called alice i think her name is alice and that's when she realizes that she is probably bisexual i'm not sure if i'm going to keep this in this part in because i'm not very sure of the story because i've heard it on a Bro. podcast i don't have an article to back it up But Bro, I swear to God, when you said she was bisexual, my brain is like, called it, ha ha, ha ha, ha 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 ha. Oh God! For some reason, my brain was like, bro, she's she's like bi. She's definitely bi. Like, she's like bi or something. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, so yeah, now she had that relationship with Alice, and they were like best friends. They were literally connected at the hip. But Alice's mother did not like Michelle cuz and her reasoning was that no child is that nice and i don't know how to 
what to say to that trust your mother's instinct exactly i personally had a friend uh, and my mom would always say this kid is just way too sweet like are you sure she's the same age as you she's like she acts like she's much younger and i was like i, I don't know and then she ended up stop like she just stopped being my friend she just avoided me and then she said i don't want to be friends with you anymore and i was like okay am mature much <laughs> my mom said she i told you <laughs> she's not like mature and she bachcho bachcho type she lacked all the time and i was like i yeah, am makes sense <laughs> so when your mom tells you that someone is too good to be true take it believe believe your mom <laughs> pick right. that information up exactly. pack it up in a nice packed bag and run <laughs> just run <laughs> Oh god. Um anyways, so there was a pretty I wouldn't say a long gap, but a pretty significant gap in the communication. Um but, but before the gap, he Conrad had confided in Michelle about his mental health issues and uh, they both talked about the issues that they were going through. Uh Conrad talked about his depression, his suicide attempt. Um his the, the the liver failure part that we talked about that this is when it happened uh they talked about all that and then they had like uh they did they like call each other boyfriend and girlfriend cuz like there was a text where michelle said um so are you my boyfriend now and uh, conrad said yeah i guess and that's how they started dating i mean it doesn't get drier than this it doesn't get drier than this anyways <laughs> Oh god. Anyway, so yeah, uh but the thing is, after that they had a pretty significant gap in communication as I said. And he Conrad moved on, he started dating another girl. And by then Michelle had lost Conrad and this other girl Alice as that I talked about. I talked about that in brief because I don't have an article to you know refer and verify the information so i'm not going to get into much detail about that but basic story is that she had a girl best friend her mom didn't approve girl best friend chucked her and uh, michelle claims that she alice was her first kiss but alice says that they didn't have a physical relationship at all so there is i i don't know who to believe uh, i believe alice <laughs> i believe that michelle is making that up anyways So but the thing is later a few months down the line um Conrad's mental health takes a pretty big hit again and uh, I think around that time his he got into an altercation with his father and his father hurt him really bad like I think he punched him or something and he had to be taken to the hospital Conrad had to be taken to the hospital and the police were called and shit and the father got some some kind of uh i don't know some report filed or something like that but yeah basically conrad wasn't doing well and he contacts michelle uh michelle at that point is pretty hesitant to continue the relationship because she's like you know do i really want to keep talking to this guy who is very obviously mentally unstable and am i capable of caregiving to this guy still you know my doesn't really manipulate him but to kill himself 
<laughs> That's how you take care of things that you can't take care of. Yes. Push them to their death. <laughs> Scoot them, eat them, death. <laughs> so he'd now Conrad would uh continuously talk about now uh, now after their break in communication when they start talking again af- now all they talk about is conrad's mental health and his suicide attempts and his wa- you know him wanting to su- uh, commit suicide oh shit and it's not michelle talking about it okay keep in mind this is conrad continuously telling michelle that i don't want to live anymore i want to kill myself it's just the same conversation over and over again and in michelle's defense till a point every single time she would text him saying please don't do please don't say stuff like this i can't live without you or whatever you know in general she she would say stuff like uh you know i need to know that you're doing okay and that you're not going to do anything to yourself basically she did not want him to die at that point and there were many conversations many texts where she was trying to convince him that life is worth living and that he shouldn't give up but these texts weren't shown in the court they were not taken as proof at all i'm so surprised i'm disappointed they, i mean the defense could have done better then the defense Because, could have done better yeah. defense could have first definitely of all, they done did not better. use first of all they did not use her uh, mental health they yeah. just disregarded it completely and then um also this cuz i mean if it has to be a trial i think it has to be a fair trial and nothing else mm-hmm. but because both the lawyers are going to try their best to prove that their client is innocent but then might as well take everything in in you know account into account before you just go out and be like oh by the way my client uh, completely <laughs> evil person born evil came out of the womb mom said oh my god satan spawn but i mean she wasn't that bad i mean this text was uh, so she sends this text to uh, conrad just a few weeks before his death she says she sends she says i'm sorry what i've been doing uh sorry she says i need to know that you are doing okay and you aren't going to do anything to yourself i'm sorry what i've been doing isn't enough you know i'm trying my absolute hardest and to that conrad replies you don't understand i want to die exclamation point Yeah they just kids I don't think I don't think they should be like holding anybody accountable at this point Exactly I <laughs> Anyways <laughs> Now the thing is that this is a running theme in their conversations for a long time okay It's always Conrad coming up to her saying that shit went down I do not I don't want to live anymore I, it's it's hell living is hell i can't i can't deal with this and it's just carter saying oh, don't say stuff like this please you know please go get help please go to therapy give it a chance you know you can do this you can please you know get through this i know you can i'll always be there for you these were the type of conversations and the texts that she used to send but none of this was taken into account in the trial i'm mad anyways <laughs> So the thing is that this girl was 
she was like 16 or 17 and conrad was putting on her a very heavy burden of his um you know mental illness for a 17 year old to deal with it it's not very easy okay it's it's not and i can't expect any 17 year old to deal with something like this to deal with a suicidal boyfriend it's not easy hell even i wouldn't do it <laughs> exactly it's it's not easy suicidal anybody i mean like if even if it's a friend and they're just like overly dependent on you i think the first thing i would do is try and get help for them if they don't want yeah i mean them. after a point you know it's just gets difficult yeah cuz like in the in the beginning it's just going to be like oh uh this that death that this death 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 something exactly and at first you're going to be like oh my god just don't do this but then there are times when you're genuinely worried for them and i mm-hmm. think uh, if i can't do anything when i think that it's getting out of hand but i really care for this person i would definitely get help for them mm-hmm. like i know they're going to get mad at least let their family know mm-hmm. or let anybody close to them know or anything exactly. uh, what i've heard is that michelle even was in contact with her with his parents yeah yeah. yeah 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 we'll get to that yeah mm-hmm. now the thing is now this is one very important point in this story one day conrad texts michelle saying uh we should be romeo and juliet and michelle thinks of this as him being very romantic cuz this woman is infatuated with this guy she's not a woman i shouldn't call her a woman this girl is infatuated with this guy and she think she's like oh yeah definitely uh for sure and he and then um conrad replies to that saying you do know what happens in the end right and to that michelle in all caps texts him hell no i'm not dying i don't plan on dying anytime soon so you see whose headspace is where you know where each of their headspace is at because this guy all that he thinks about is freaking killing himself and taking her with him and she has no intention of dying and just wants to help him i'm just thinking of how how quick i would have noped out of there if uh-huh. this, this conversation ever came to me in a text or in a verbal format i'd be like mm bye senora senorita monsieur mademoiselle ciao <laughs> <laughs> just like run for this moon <laughs> now one of the texts that conrad once sent to michelle was about why he wanted to kill himself why he wanted to commit suicide in that he said i see the world as a horrible place with a bunch of horrible people there's a shortage of shortage of good genuine people like you and me who care about other people and not all about themselves i fear this world so much i think it's getting really out of hand especially with all these shows and media ruining what culture is supposed to be like i was born in the wrong generation i wish i was born in the 1800s where everything was easy you worked hard and there was not there wasn't much distractions in the world uh i could go on and on about on for hours about how much i hate this world and another message that he sends to her is there's nothing anyone can do for me that's going to make me want to live it's very bad to hear but i want you to know that truthfully i haven't been happy with myself ever you and my family are the only things that make me happy but i have split personalities and i do not know who i am 
there's something wrong with my head and it needs to end wait so are you telling me that michelle made sure that he died because of his happiness because of his because of his happiness cuz he said i can't be happy alive cuz that's what my brain is doing right now uh, hold up wait let's let's hold that thought and let's continue and let's put a pin on it let's let, exactly let's put a pin in it and let's see so now the thing is we need to know that michelle was always as i said she romanticizes all of these things right she romanticizes death and shit and having a dead boyfriend cuz now she is a very she is very much an attention seeker cuz she does something so horrible later on that it will make you physically cringe but we'll get into that later basically what i'm trying to say here is that she is very much an attention seeker so maybe the reason that she played into conrad's whole i want to kill myself is so that she would have a dead boyfriend that she could get sympathy out of or the thing or the theory that i believe the most is that all that michelle wanted ever was validation from conrad was just him being very loving to her and what she had observed over her conversations with him is that whenever she talked to tried to talk him out of suicide she would get curt and dry responses from him but whenever she played into his suicidal thoughts played into or like talked uh, kind of like validated his feelings and supported his suicidal thoughts he was very loving to her and maybe because all she wanted was his validation she thought that the best way to do that would be to encourage his suicidal nature also the thing is that maybe she didn't believe that he was ever going to kill himself cuz he had made multiple attempts before there were multiple times that he texted her saying i'm going to kill myself today and then the next day he would text her back saying i didn't do it and it happened multiple times and maybe she at that point felt like okay this kid is never going to do it might as well get some validation out of it cuz there's no way that he's actually going to kill himself if i tell him to you know with and, and this is what i believe the most as compared to her just doing it cuz she's some kind of social pathetic teenager that everyone has made her out to be because that's how the media has pro- portrayed her and i am completely against that that is not what it is cuz she's a 17 year old for crying out loud at that point imagine yourself at 17 what kind of an idiot were you imagine being 17 and having this kind of a burden put on you how do you deal with it you know I'm not saying I'm not at all saying that what she did was right how she handled the situation was right not at all I'm just trying to get into the why factor you know like why did she do it types <sighs> I've been thinking about this a lot <laughs> wow mm-hmm. that's a lot 
But, uh, I mean, considering she's 17 and she did this. We were brutal when we were 17, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Like, high school kids in general are just brutal people. <laughs> who literally don't know anything about anything. <laughs> Except for the fact that there's a test that they don't, never studied for. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, even now, <laughs> as a 19-year-old, I think I still don't know anything about anything. I, I still have trouble managing my own emotions. Mm-hmm. And I think most of us do. We we don't know how to manage our own emotions. And we're just like, somebody gives you a compliment. You're like, ah, hyperventilating. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, this pressure and she probably never, as, as you said, she probably never thought that he'd go through it because he's never done it before. He's never he's done it. He'd always like, say that, I'm going to take these pills or I'm going to f- uh, drown myself or I'm going to hang myself. And then he'd, she'd she get a text. Maybe she just thought he's bluffing. Yeah, and, and she'd get a text the next day from him. And it's like, after a point, I guess she just got desensitized to it and she was like, he's not going to do it. Could be. Could be. Could you be. know? It could be that way. Who knows? Because the thing is, Conrad's family very um, obviously wants to blame Michelle for all of it. Because they need somewhere to put the blame for. They need some kind of closure, you know, to why. Because I can't imagine having one of your loved ones, one of your close, a close person dying of suicide. Because then you have no closure to why they did that. And very obviously, this family needs someone to blame. And Michelle is just right there. <laughs> yeah, she's just right there. She's like, ha, ha, what? <laughs> you're dead like it's just so scary considering that it is they're just kids it, they're just kids and like I can't imagine your word like my words having such an impact on somebody uh, I still don't understand how much my words impact people mm-hmm. because I say a lot of things without thinking yeah you know that you edit all the podcasts you know that <laughs> And then instantly I'm like, oh my god, cut it out, cut it out, oh god, this is so weird. And sometimes you do the censoring part for me. But um, on on the most basis, like, even on a daily conversation with my parents or anything, mm-hmm. and I say, I, my mom, as a simple example, my mom asked me, do you want uh, rice or roti? And I was like, roti. And then she made rice, and I was like, I was thinking about rice when I said roti. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I know. But, you know, you don't have people just telepathically reading your yeah. mind. You're not that advanced. Exactly. With our body and morphology. So, considering that these are kids and at some point she's just like, brush it. He, he never does anything. Maybe he's just bluffing with me. Maybe he just has exactly. an edgy sense of, uh, you know, yeah. edgy sense of comfort, edgy, edgy sense of humor. I have a very edgy sense of humor. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... Just because someone is like, egg, um, so die. And you're going to be like, what? But why? Why would you say that? <laughs> and if it's someone close to me, I'd just probably be bluffing. Like, we, we do that, right? Yeah. Exactly. All of a sudden, assignments, you know, like, death, please. <laughs> and like, here's a death with a side plate of guilt and remorse. We do that. 
that's like how edgy people and how how we like the edgy humor to be maybe mm-hmm. she was just thinking of the edgy part of it this Probably. is what whenever i think of this case i always think about how manipulative kids can be and also how how little they know of how, how stupid they can be dude honestly how freaking dude, i swear to god at times i'm just like oh my god i'm the most manipulative kid alive uh-huh. i made that kid give me his sandwich <gasps> and then i'm like and then if there are I, people who kill if I, yeah and i'm like god but we are manipulative everybody is manipulative yeah. in some way or the other and as a 17 year old uh, talking to a very depressed person without any medical um um medical knowledge or without any experience on dealing with these kind of people earlier it it would be very difficult exactly. i mean we have heard of stories of people with uh, mentally ill parents and they just like kind of know their way around how mm-hmm. to handle this but, no, but like, this kid was suffering herself and i think i think all the therapy and everything helped her but then she found this one person who was just like nothing works for me nobody <laughs> understands my pain and at first he's like i do yeah, i i kind of do and he's like yeah sure you do becky she's just like what and she just wanted to be like you know the cool girlfriend Mm -hmm. or maybe just get his attention yeah and i mean the thing is that i feel like when she told her friends about having a suicidal boyfriend and having to deal with that she got much more attention much more sympathy and kind of she kind of fed off of that and uh, like that just helped her take this to the next level types you know and now the most messed up part ever the most messed up part is that two days before uh conrad killed himself uh he made an attempt and it was something like he went to the parking lot but he didn't go through with it and he comes back texts michelle that he didn't do it and michelle then texts her friends saying that i am worried about conrad cuz he isn't texting me back quote like he always texts me in the morning and he didn't and he stopped answering last night and she said something along the lines of i don't think he's alive i think he did something to himself whereas he was very much alive and very much texting her at that point at the same time like she was getting texts from him and at the same time she's texting her friends saying i don't think he's alive he's missing his family is looking for him okay i take it back she's she's manipulative af she, oh god she's like, just... she's like the different level of kagune she's like ha 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 you thought you could defeat me <laughs> and then she grew like two more wings on the back it was, like yeah i mean it was almost as if she was practicing telling this to them two days later you know she was kind of trying to understand i guess what kind of a reaction that she would get from people you know Okay, so like starting off, mm-hmm. my entire idea of this after I gave so much idea of this before this, but I think that you know at first she was genuinely concerned. Yeah, she was. And then as was. you said, she got very sensitive. Yes. And then in the end, it's like, well, I've gone through so much already. Might as well 
make some money out of this mm-hmm. might as well get some cash out of this like mm-hmm. cash some attention out of this yeah. not physical money might as well catch some um, thing and also get him out of the way cuz at this point maybe it was getting tiring for her mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. was like oh my god just just do it if you want to do it or just leave it just don't make a big deal out of it every single day it's tiring yeah that exactly 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 that is what she said um two days before him killing himself he made an attempt as i said right and after that when he texts her saying he didn't do it she gets mad at him saying something along the lines of um if you're not going to do it stop telling me that you're going to do it because when when you do shit like this i get worried so at least either do it for once get it over with or go get some help so it's like a very very frustrated person it's been like i am done with you please go oh god just do something or don't uh, uh, i don't know i can't wake up every morning thinking my boyfriend's dead and then he's like nah exactly exactly nah bro nah conrad roy dies 13th july now investigators would learn, later learn that from july until december of 2014 michelle had been messaging roy's mother In one message she wrote, "You tried your hardest. I tried my hardest. Everyone tried their hardest to save him. He was the most important person in the world to me. I saw my life with him. I wish things could be different now too, but you need to know that this is not your fault." Now, in another message she told his mother that he thought he would never be truly happy with himself and he didn't think he would be a good husband or father and didn't want his kid to have the same problem. But you can't blame this on you, please. It won't solve anything and it makes it harder living with this guilt. Did she make that up? Did he ever say that? Uh yeah, I I didn't mention in a few texts, right, that uh he was just not happy with himself at all. Yeah, but did he ever say that he was not going to be a good dad or whatever? I don't know. No idea. Why is she trying to be a therapist to the mom? <laughs> I don't Would've know. Do that with the son. Why couldn't you just call the mom and be like, "By the way, keep an eye out for your son. Maybe like put him on suicide watch or something." I don't know. <laughs> Now your son's kind of freaking me out right now. Mhm. Now the thing is um she's just like I am tired of you not dying and texting me every morning and I'm losing sleep over you telling me you're going to die tonight. <laughs> so what is it going to be? <laughs> I don't know. This in my head it's just like a very bizarre it's really it's it's, it's a weird. very frustrated teenager is like oh my god my bo-. it it could be a very dark uh sitcom <laughs> this point in mm-hmm. my head cuz this storyline is just so confusing and it's just it is, i mean it it's is. very straightforward but the the whole psyche of this girl who mm-hmm. got help apparently and this yeah. dude who is a very typical um depressed person who just talks about death and nothing else <laughs> now two months after his death uh after conrad conrad's death carter messages her friend sam saying his death is my fault like honestly i could have stopped it i was on the phone with him and he got out of the car because the generator was working and he got scared i freaking told him to get back in because i knew he would do it all over again the next day and i couldn't have him live the way he was living anymore well, maybe she was sympathizing with him at this point maybe she was just thinking that oh he's in so much pain being alive might as well just 
you know give him the courage to finally do it exactly ah uh, god and the thing is she says this two months later so people maybe she was like guilt tripping it in her head she was just like probably gosh, people think know. but people also think that two months later people are kind of getting over his death and she isn't getting the attention mm-hmm. that she was craving all along cuz being the girlfriend of a dead boy has i guess weird attention different attention that she gets yeah like it. everybody is going to ask you we have all seen it in very popular series where someone's boyfriend just dies or someone's partner dies and then mm-hmm. like my partner died and so and so my partner died in a car accident you know the mm-hmm. topic the very topical the very typical uh, <laughs> themes yeah cliches and everyone's just like oh my god he's such a nice guy he still thinks about his boyfriend <laughs> or his girlfriend and i'm like uh okay isn't that how it's supposed to be and uh isn't he just supposed to be upset what was that right so she also texts her friend saying i couldn't do it i wouldn't let him and therapy didn't help him and i wanted him to go to mclean's with me uh, mclean's was the hospital that she went to for therapy uh right so i wanted him to go to mclean's with me when i went but he didn't want to go because he said nothing they would do or say would help him or would change the way he feels so i like started giving up because nothing i did was helping but i should have tried harder like i would like i should have done more and it's all my fault because i could have stopped him but i didn't and all i had to say was i love you and don't do this one more time and he'll still be here so she is feeling big time guilt now but there is no use cuz that's the thing even she says that she kind of gave up on a contract cuz i mean we've gone through that i don't i don't think there's a need to go over it again mm-hmm. anyways just going to wrap up the trial real quick cuz we this is getting really long <laughs> we had a lot of thoughts but yeah basically um she was taken into custody after that message with sav was uh, made public and uh, she i mean in the in in the trial they laid out everything but they did not talk about her mental illness they did not talk about the previous texts with him just that one text and it was just over the judge also um the judge also said that with the given evidence and all of that they can't really convict her but because of that one text that was sent to her friend where she says that i could have stopped it but i asked him to go back inside the car uh she was going to be she would have to be convicted so she got 15 months of prison time and 4 years probation uh i guess she's yeah she's out right now and out about living her life and uh, obviously very obviously conrad's family wanted her to get more time but there's nothing they they can do about it uh the biggest thing for me was the biggest thing that made me think was that is like encouraging suicide 
um liable for that much of a punishment you know cuz she got involuntary manslaughter do you think that's too much too lenient or too much what do you think my opinion would be considering she had mental illness they should have they should have done her justice yeah. they should have talked more about it and also um conrad's parents can't necessarily just be like oh yeah she is the reason my son Mm-hmm. She did have a part to play in it. Exactly. But then again, she went out of her way to talk to her mom. They talk talked a lot. Mom. They did talk a lot. So the mom might actually feel the betrayal like on a different Obviously. level. So I can I can completely see why she was way more uh, you know, angry. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's too lenient or if it's too Oh god this is bad. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I really don't know. I think exactly it's, it's really difficult. But it's all right I guess. I mean hmm. if she's if she did not get like a life imprisonment and Oh god uh, that would have been horrible. Get? How many how many years she she got one year and three months. Well I guess it's it's okay. I mean one year come on. One year would have been enough. Three months much. I the three months really is know. like let's just salt bay some months in there. Yeah. I, <laughs> so uh, why would they do that? Oh, no idea. <laughs> I never get these extra months and everything. Like every time there's a conviction, there's like a round number, na estimate karlo na. They're like no. They they want to put like a fifty cent or something behind it and like exactly three months and two one year and three cents. Oh, sorry, three months. <laughs> But I mean. if if she's doing better now mm-hmm. if she's yeah. doing much much better now guess it was worth it yeah uh, so that I, was I, i wouldn't say it's worth it no 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 uh, the prison sentence i mean not the yeah death. yeah yeah, yeah. No. i mean like if i could i would just tell her one thing if i could go back to the past and be like just run you <laughs> can't fixed damaged exactly. people without A, a psychology degree or mm-hmm. without training in giving therapy to people and also you cannot for the love of god you cannot fix people that's exactly. not how people work okay mm-hmm. they need to work on themselves the only thing that you can do is try and be f- there for them try and mm-hmm. be there for their lowest time i know it gets frustrating but just just be there for them exactly even as a friend the minimum you can do for someone who's going through a lot just just tell them that you're there for them and just tell them that you think of them every day every time mm-hmm. and even if you don't talk regularly because of issues just just let them know that you're there for them whenever they need to talk maybe just just check up on them once in a while send them a meme just just do something keep the positivity up at least check up on them that might be the only thing in their entire day because they have avoided everything else yeah so i guess the the thing that she could have done if she couldn't handle it was just 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 leave i mean if it was to happen uh, i believe in destiny so if it was destined to happen it would have happened anyways yeah if he was going to do it if he was uh, in like completely intended on doing it he would have done it anyways mm-hmm. but the only reason that you are involved now is because you 
showed your frustrations on a person who's already suffering a lot uh in in his head and you just told him like just go on with it my god what's what's the problem with you it's like telling a very hurt person to be like oh my god get your act together mm-hmm, just exactly. walk why are you beating all over my carpet it was just wrong wrong uh, reactions from her yeah, yeah yeah she was just tired after a point she was like i can't deal with this instead of just backing out she decided the, to stay and play the defense could have done much more they, that's they what i'm have, saying they could have they could have the only complaint i have in this entire case was uh, the defense could have done much more much might more. as well have uh, proved her not guilty at all mm-hmm. i mean she does need institutionalized uh, obviously obviously uh, therapy and stuff like that she does need like a, a psych ward at least for a little bit cuz then again dealing with a guy who's uh, so um, you know highly suicidal mm-hmm. it does take a huge toll on her so i guess at, at such a young age she should be getting the help that she that she has to i mean they should exactly. have done a lot more looking into her home life and everything they should have they should have they should have yeah. um neglect well, yeah. and stuff often leads to these kind of uh, i'm not very sure i so i'm not sure about her family life i couldn't really find much yeah, so they could have they could have done much much more on to looking into her life mm-hmm. i mean conrad's dead i understand victims are important but in this case when there are two children involved and yeah there are two children involved and both of them apparently manipulated each other and which was clear it was clear it was clear case. it mm-hmm. was very clear if if we can find it i think the defense could have done it. exactly exactly so. <sighs> so that was uh michel carter and conrad roy and i hope you guys enjoyed and it i hope my expert opinion yes with sumana's <laughs> expert opinion i hope my this episode <laughs> yeah i hope this episode made you guys think just as much as it made us think cuz i've this this case has been on my mind for a long time now and also uh, let me give you a very sad news my chair does not have arms oh so i'm an armless chair sex <laughs> 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 Oh god why did i do that anyways <laughs> anyways so we have what do we have we have an episode together or do we have your centric episode next let's see we'll figure that out we don't know yet <laughs> <laughs> by the time this episode comes out we will know okay so cut us some we, slack we hope we hope we, we will know okay. we will okay <laughs> oh it's too late right now it's freaking freaking 1:30 <laughs> i should go sleep Uh, anyway time yes time yes bye bye okay i hope you guys enjoyed um 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 uh before you guys go uh make sure that you leave us a nice five star review on our uh on apple podcast so that you know we can get to a larger audience and you know have like a bigger circle of weird people you guys listening weird. to true crime <laughs> with us uh and follow wherever tell your friends and family tell everybody listen to these two people these two idiots that blabber about true crime <laughs> or they know nothing long. about it by the way yeah they, they know no, nothing about it but they will they talk about it no experience yeah. they've never worked a day in their lives but in they will field. talk about it <laughs> doing <laughs> you can bet on Anyways, it <laughs> exactly uh it feels so good to be back and i'm just really 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 grateful for our audience and our listeners for being there 
still and listening to this episode because this is a very long episode cool. did not plan on being this long but you know what i'll stop you from getting cheesy again yes this thank you very Samana, much and that was shavari and this was me thank you so much for coming in uh come back when i'm next time